0: Welcome to Langstaff Online. My name is Michael Da Silva and I am your host for episode 57. In this episode, we are going to be listening to Brian Joyce, who is continuing his series on spiritual warfare. The title of his message is, The Helmet of Salvation, A Protected Mind. This is part 7. Welcome back to our spiritual warfare series. Today we will consider the value of the soldier's helmet. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, we are thankful that your salvation not only includes deliverance from the penalty of our sin, but also gives protection and preservation in this present spiritual warfare. You have not left us to fend for ourselves. You have loved us and proven your love both in the past and present. We acknowledge weakness and seek your strength. The enemy is strong, but you are our God, and our victory is in your name and in the cross. I pray that this podcast will be a help to those listening. In our Savior's name, amen. In the ancient Roman army, the soldier's helmet was a leather cap studded with metal for extra protection. When a soldier was preparing for battle, The helmet was the last piece of armor to go on, the final act of readiness for combat. It would be foolish to go into battle without a helmet on. The Roman helmet literally protected the brain, the command center for the rest of the body. Figuratively speaking, the helmet of salvation guards our mind, our intelligence, our ability to think and reason properly. Earlier we considered the breastplate, which protects our heart and emotions, Then we looked at the shoes, which give protection in the area of the will, for it is the gospel of peace that creates a readiness within us to do His will. These are essential, but we also need the helmet of salvation to protect our minds and to keep our thoughts from being warped into the dark sinful patterns of the world. The Believer's Salvation when Paul says take up the helmet of salvation, he is not just referring to our salvation from the penalty of our sin but to the whole aspect of our deliverance. Our salvation is from the penalty of sin which is past, from the power of sin which is present, and from the presence of sin which is still future, Ephesians 6:17. When we trusted Christ we were delivered from the punishment our sins deserved. Daily, we must trust Him in order to live righteously. And by faith, we look forward to the day when we will be forever free from sin. Paul describes the helmet as the hope of salvation in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8. This reminds us that our hope, our ultimate victory, is found in our God. While we may despair at times, our hope is sure and steadfast in our risen Savior. We need to keep an eternal perspective. The Believer's Separation In his commentary, David Guzik says that, and I quote, Often some kind of plume or decoration was added, perhaps to identify the soldier to his regiment. End of quote. Being able to identify a soldier by his helmet was necessary on the battlefield. With a quick glance at the helmet, commanders would know where their men were located, and soldiers could identify comrades and enemies. The believer, on the other hand, is not identified by a uniform or any particular type of outward garments. Rather, believers are marked by a mind that is renewed by the Word of God a mind that is distinct from the world, a mind that has been transformed into the mind of Christ. Paul states this as he appeals to the Roman believers, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, Romans 12.2. Our distinction from the world is clearly marked by our changed way of thinking. As we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, we become more like Him. Paul tells the Philippians, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5 What mindset is this? It is the selfless, sacrificial, humble mind that is concerned more with the welfare of others than ourselves. Philippians 2.7-8 The Believer's Sanctification the Bible teaches us that at the moment of salvation we were positionally sanctified by God, seen as holy in God's sight, and by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all (Hebrews 10, 10. The word sanctification comes from the root word holy. We have been placed in Christ and made holy and fit for His presence by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible also teaches that our lives as Christians involve a progressive sanctification process. This is why the mind of the believer needs to be guarded from the mindset of the world. Satan seeks to fill our minds with worldly values and worldly desires and worldly beliefs which will greatly hinder the process of sanctification in our lives. This is why Peter says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, 13-16. I like the King James rendering, which gives an excellent visual, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. In ancient times, they used used to wear long robes, so when they were preparing to work, they would tuck the long ends into the belt so they could move freely. God wants us to freely move forward for Him, and this requires girding up the loins of your mind. The believer's submission. The direction of our life is highly impacted by our state of mind. As we continue to bring our thoughts into line with Christ's thoughts, we have greater control over our sinful tendencies. In writing to the Corinthian believers, Paul reminds them and us that the attacks of the enemy are against the mind. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought into captivity to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedient when your obedience is completed. 2 Corinthians ten three 6 These strongholds built by satanic forces in our minds can only be destroyed by the power of God. We have the Spirit of God within to apply the truth of Scripture and bring down whatever stronghold Satan has set up. As a master deceiver, Satan spiritually attacks us to trick us into believing his lies. Ephesians 6 reminds us that we are in warfare against organized cosmic spiritual forces. These powers seek to influence our mind, our emotions, and our actions. The devil appeals to human pride and seeks to control our mind. Through the channel of our emotions he appeals to human fears and passions. He appeals to our desire for pleasure and tempts us to actions that are sinful. This technique was first used by Satan in the Garden of Eden. First, we are told that the fruit was pleasant to the eyes. He appealed to Eve's emotions. Next, she saw that it was desired to make one wise. He appealed to her mind. Lastly, we see her reaching out in sinful action to partake of the fruit. If we are going to be victorious ag- against Satan's spiritual attacks, we must have our minds protected from the enemy. Strap the helmet of salvation tightly on your head as you enter into warfare today. Thanks for listening. The Lord is with you and will give you the power you need.